Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode on Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I have the tremendous privilege of hanging out with the Lightning McQueen and Toe Mater, <laughs> straight from Radiator Springs into who, your heart. Who is he talking about? Oh, he's talking about Cars. Yes, the cartoon movie. I've not seen that one. Mm. Oh, you're missing out, yeah. Wendell. That okay. is that would be your jam. Oh, yeah, Toe Mater. Tomater. I, I think be right up his ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so that's me. I'm assuming. I think he's more of a Fillmore. I think. Than yeah, a, than yeah, a that's, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. this feels really weird. <laughs> Fillmore is kind of the hippie character. Oh, okay. I, I'll a, own that. I'll yeah. own that. Yeah. He's a Volkswagen bus, right? Is that? Yeah, I think it's right. Yeah. Yep. Tomater's a tow truck. Yeah. Lightning McQueen is a race car. Gets right. stranded okay. in. A no, I'll, I'll take the VW bus. There's an old classic car who's kind of the. What's his name? Doc Hudson. Doc, that's it. Doc old Hudson. Hudson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm Dermater? Toe. Toe-mater. Toe-mater. No, you said I was the VW. Phil Moore. Phil Moore. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. I think they named a local park after me. <laughs> they did, yeah. Here <laughs> yes. in Bowling Green, the Phil Moore Park. Yes. Well, I'll right. take that. Anyway, I'm Wendell. There's Wayne over there. Yep. That's me. Um I think this. I think today we're going to start. We never know where we'll end up, but we're going to start uh, talking a little bit about how Scripture uh, is part of our experience and our journey uh, with God and with grace. Um, I, for myself, you know, in my past, uh, the Bible was the journey. It was, it was your relationship with Scripture that was almost more important than your relationship with God and your ability to master scripture was the measure of your spirituality and was the goal of your uh, faith. Somehow, the more you knew about the Bible, the better Christian you would be, it seemed. Um, But if, if grace is what we think it is, that it has to do with this presence and this, this willingness to be present with and invested in people, you know, and it's more relational than that. I think the Bible still, obviously, I think, still has a very important role, but it's more where it points us. It's not the goal, but rather it helps us find the direction that we want and and to uh, have some markers about who God is, but but there's not a, a complete description of him in there. And that's not, I don't think that's its goal. It, it's, a, it's one of those signposts. Um, it's an, kind of an advertisement that invites us to discover what it is, what, who he is, and what this life is about. It, it just, it's so silly to me to think that we have a document that's written that covers the history of man's understanding of God, man's interaction with God up to a point, and then all of a sudden it just stops. It, yeah. Okay, so now what? Right. Everything hinges on... That's good. Yeah, man's history with God, God's history with man, up to that point. Right. Boom, it's over. Yeah. Now everything has to harken back to that. Yeah. You have to reference back to. You got to check the manual. You know, is my experience today with God legitimate? I'm not sure. Yeah. I've got to go back and check the manual. Right. Is the way I'm gracing this person in front of me right now helpful and good? I'm not sure. Yeah. I've got to go back and check the manual. It's so. This is heretical. It's just so silly. Yeah. It's just so silly. Yeah. When you when you think we're stuck in that. Yeah. And in, in kind of the whole story 
God never does the same thing twice. Yeah. Every encounter, every relationship, every uh, investment in his people is different. And and so there's not a standard way that God relates to his people. So why would yeah. why would we think that he would stop being creative yeah. and stop being inventive in the ways that he relates to us now? So there's a way in which the like folks that approach scripture with rigidity with intention of upholding it or lifting it up actually do the opposite like rather than right. enhancing it yeah yeah they yeah. diminish it right yeah, they, they, limit, they limit it and right. diminish Li- it. Yeah. yeah the rigidity limits it the rigidity diminishes it right yeah, yeah. that's great yeah 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 it's almost as if the the bible is inviting us to expand our understanding of who god is and how we might experience him but by that rigidity, they are reducing it, doing the exact opposite of what the story seems to be inviting us to do. And and what's interesting is if you if you are, and and maybe I should put in air quotes, if you are a scholar of Scripture, in other words, you're familiar with it, you've hung out with it, whether you're educated formally or not, it's a it's a story with which you know how it starts and how it moves and how it ends. It, the way God acts. And the way humans act in that relationship early on changes. It's there's a drastic difference between the images in the early Old Testament and then at the time of Christ, and then even in some of the crazy visions that John had mm-hmm. in Revelation. There's a yeah. there's an enormous contrast there. Yeah. And so if you look and kind of trace it, you can actually see a progression. Right. You know, in that. And to say that, that's what I was saying. That so when the last period is added at the last sentence, there's no more progression. There's no, no. more. Right. The whole story is progression. So right. why wouldn't yeah. that continue? Yeah. And since we're already out on, on the limb, out on the limb, let's just go ahead and cut it off <laughs> yeah, behind us. Break yeah. out your soul. <laughs> that's right. Um, we we tend to think of the Bible as God's word telling us what this story was about. But really, when you read it, it's more man's story of what their experience and what their understanding of what this has been about. Yeah. If you read it, because it is so, you know, so widely diverse and yeah. and it just paints all kinds of different pictures of what that interaction is, is like. There's not that, it's, it's not by one author. It's not as if God, you know, uh, from his, it's not all his perspective. There's far more of man's attempt to understand what it's like to have relationship with God than there is God saying this is what it should be just because this is how it happened doesn't mean that's how it should have happened but it's just man recording what did happen yeah well at least their perception of that right yeah exactly that's the main point yeah and some of the early stories there the way it's reported it it really comes off as if God is hateful destructive right um Throwing a fit, really, yeah. like a just a, a a toddler tantrum. Right. Well, that's the way they saw it, and I right. think, well, I, you know, that's not the God that we come to to, right. to know through the rest of Scripture. Yeah. But that's the way they saw it, right. so that's the way they told it. Yeah, and it takes all those, everybody, all those stories have glimpses of who God is, and they hear whispers and uh, these echoes. And so you put all those together, and you can begin to have a pretty good, and, and especially, you know, in the in the fulfillment of those in Jesus and His life and His death and His yeah. resurrection, things He taught, things He did. Then you get you put all that together, 
and we began to understand who God actually is. Uh, and so then when we have experiences, we can have a, a better interpretation of those events than they had. We can't really blame them because they didn't, they didn't see what we have seen or heard. Uh, and so there's this sense in which it should continue to develop uh, as we see how the resurrection and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, how those play out across centuries. It's interesting how defenders of the other way of looking at Scripture, it's something to memorize and defend. and mm-hmm. you know They're so afraid of this idea that God is still revealing new aspects of himself to us. And, yeah. and, and we're still... It's as if you're exploring a, a stream that has lots of bends and crooks in it. And right. You come around the next corner and you see something new and and you say, this has got to be God. And the first thing, and, and I'm not trying to cast stones, but the first thing they do is, well, let's see if we can fight it in the manual. Yeah. And it's like, what if this is not anti-manual, but extra manual? Yeah, or right. If, what if the manual was pointing to this all along? Right. And and we're so busy defending the manual, we never saw it coming, or mm-hmm. never, you know. Yeah. So it's it's kind of obvious that cultures change, that you know, technology and all these things that are part of our world that were so foreign to that would create opportunities for God to be experienced and to express Himself both in in new ways that the, that the Bible doesn't cover. That you know. I mean, everything is developing. Everything is changing. And so God doesn't abandon us in that change, but he, and he doesn't follow behind. He's ahead of us to meet us in that. So that kind of creativity is, you know, that's who God is. That's what he does. Uh, and so I think we should expect that and look for that. Yeah. And I know it's, you know, we get... People think, well, that's pretty dangerous to let people just decide where God is and what he looks like. Uh, but, you know, this whole thing is pretty dangerous. <laughs> well, and, and when, they say it's da- when they say it's dangerous, who? it's dangerous to, to, to their belief system. It's not dangerous to God. Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing is people who try to defend the faith are really defending their belief system. Right. That's true. Thinking, well, we need to stand up for God. And as soon as they say that, I think, really? Yeah. We need to somehow stand right. up and defend God? Right. Because yeah. I think part of the miracle of Scripture is, in spite of the foibles and miscues people had about interpreting God, the truth does find a way of coming through. Right. He, yeah. God has a way of revealing himself, even though people don't always get it right. Yeah. Yeah, that that truth has a life of its own that yeah. we we don't create it and we don't you know resuscitate it or keep it on life support because we believe it right the truth is truth yeah and it has has a power uh of its own that we don't control which i mean in a, in a sense this is a pretty big frog leap here but in a sense you could almost interchange the word truth and grace yeah you know right that truth is grace grace is truth yeah no. You're thinking something, JB. No, I was thinking, I was back to where you were talking about folks that defend Scripture. And mm-hmm. um, and I, I, keep, I just keep coming back to this idea that in their defense of God or their def- in their defense of Scripture or in their defense of truth, I, I, I think it is very, very often 
a defense of what what we see as truth, mm-hmm. what I as a middle class white man right. see as truth, yeah. which yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, might be no, it might not be truth. <laughs> yeah, uh, it might yeah, be a yeah. small sliver right. of truth. Yeah, that's a good point. It's certainly not the yeah the entirety whole, right. of truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point that we even even if it is true, which it, it may be, it's still just a portion, and and not uh, and misses a lot of what we could experience if we are open to to that truth. Right, and I think I mean especially Mark, right? Like Mark. Gospel of Mark ends on such an abrupt note, mm-hmm. and just from like a storytelling perspective, it's like Mark is saying, "This this is what happened. Now it's your yeah. turn, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're the yeah. Next, yeah. you're the next part yeah. of the story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, and, and just to, to kind of seal it down, if you just look at the four accounts of Jesus, the four Gospels, and and. Uh, on on quick read, they may not seem that dissimilar, but they are so unique in their approach, mm-hmm. which goes to what you were saying, Wayne. Yeah. It, it, th- these are people reporting what they saw. And, and right. This is how it hit me. Right. This is my experience. Yeah. With this Jesus thing. Mm-hmm. And 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 each one of them had truth, but they didn't have all truth. Right. And even the parts we have, they had to pick and choose what they wrote down. They didn't write down everything. Yeah, so even that, which means they made their own personal choice. Yeah, right. This is what I think is important. This is yeah. I don't see this as important. Right. An- another part, which this may be late in the in the podcast to bring this up, but another thing that really hits me is when I release the Bible to be what I think it was intended to be, which is a story of of God's pursuit of man and man's attempt to understand that pursuit and not some rule book or manual or guide for life or whatever, but just let it be what it is, this powerful story of a God who makes ama- humans who are trying to understand what this, how this looks. When I release it to be that, now when I go back and read it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a completely different book. The stories mm-hmm. aren't yeah. the same. Right. The, my conclusions aren't the same. And I think... Now, if I could boil it down, when I read Scripture, it's so fun to catch God being God. I caught you being God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. You know. Yeah. And I also see other humans, and I say, "There I am." Yeah. Right. That's me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or that's my friend so and so. That's right. Like that incident. So you find yourself in the story, instead of saying, "What do I do next?" I don't know. I got to go back and check the yeah. manual. Right. You're you're going you're you're writing, you're co-writing your own story with God, and at times you find similarities with the yeah, written story, right. but you don't have to constantly go back and say, "Are we doing this story right?" Or, right. Yeah. Which yeah. is so restricting and so yeah clumsy. Right. This this and and I think we we limit what God wants to do in our lives when we when we think He. What does God want to do in my life? Well, let's go read the book and, yeah. and see what he's saying to me instead of looking at the relationships I have and the opportunities I have in life and where is God healing? Where is where is grace at work that I can be part of? And I don't have to you know, wait on a specific command or direction, but, but the Spirit can witness to my spirit, yeah, this is a place where God is present. God is at work. 
God is inviting you to be part of that. Yeah. And so I don't, the Bible doesn't become my map. It becomes a story that helps yeah. me recognize what God may be doing, but it doesn't give me the specifics of that. It's, we're talking about a forward look. Yeah. You know, we're ta- talking about a forward look right. where who is the person in front of me? I'm looking forward. What is the situation I'm looking at? I'm going to press into that situation. If if you have the old paradigm, it's like I can't really look forward. I'm sorry, sir. I've got to check the manual. Yeah. I've got to look back. Yeah. You know, I've right. got to make sure that and it's it the person you're talking to knows that. Yeah. This person is not free to love me and be engaged with me. They've got to check with the manual. Right. Yeah. It's so clumsy and so non right. not authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Life is a highway, and we're really grateful that you spent this time with us in the high-occupancy vehicle lane. I'm Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter, the three of us. We serve together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky.